When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is podcaster and host of Desert Island Dicks, James (laughs) Deacon. (laughs) That is so good. Dan, honestly, hearing you say it is one of the most surreal things for many reasons right now, but uh, it's great. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. I'm so glad to hear it. James, I'm glad to hear it too, but the listeners are going to be confused. What the hell? You're the host of Desert Island Dicks. What's uh, happening? Not anymore. So um, you are now the host of Desert Island Dicks. So, oh, thanks, uh, man. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so I think we, um, we talked about it, and uh, recently I've been um, too busy to give the listeners what they need, mm. and uh, we've been talking about doing a podcast together for a while yeah and uh i i just sort of thought that um you're a big fan of desert island dicks dan uh for the listeners um you might recognize dan from the very first episode of desert island dicks because you are the raison d'etre when it comes to desert island dicks i remember it was sort of like july august time and dan and i used to work together at a radio station and we used to sit together and almost every day Dan would say to me when are, we, when are you going to start that podcast when are you going to do that podcast and the whole time I was just like oh I'll do it soon I'll do it soon it took me until probably October to eventually start doing it and you were like well why don't you just record one with me and that got the ball rolling and then it was almost every week for a few years and so we talked about it and you listened to a lot of episodes and you always said that uh that you love the podcast and I just thought Dan this is the perfect opportunity for you to host the podcast I think I said don't worry if you die I'll take over it'll be okay <laughs> I think that's what, no I think that's probably what you said yeah yeah but, but um, um, I'm not dead you're not dead you're, you're welcome to it <laughs> well there was a chance you know you were getting so busy it looked at one point like desert island dicks might cease to exist and you know I couldn't yeah. let that happen because it's my favorite podcast so now oh, I, feel, guy, I feel incredibly fortunate to be uh, stepping into your shoes. Dan, I'm very happy for you to step into my shoes. I'm, I'm really excited. I, I know that you've got a couple episodes pre-recorded. Am I allowed to say this? Yeah. Yeah, You've we're all in lockdown now. We need something to look forward to. I know. Well, we'll address that in a moment. But uh, uh, you've recorded some episodes, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to hear how you sound doing the podcast. I sound like one of those couples <laughs> that where like one of the couple wants to see the other person having sex with someone else uh, but it's a podcast am i allowed to say it's, that it's sort of like podcast swinging at this point it is kind of like podcast swinging will i return i don't know but my keys are so i'm gonna leave my keys in the bowl let's see what um, happens okay okay um, well look we're gonna be back at the end well we're gonna be here throughout the whole thing but at the end we're gonna talk mm. more about 
what's going to happen future from now on yeah, about sure. future um, us. Dan, should we address the elephant in the room? The fact that um, it may sound like we're in two different houses because we are. Yeah. So <laughs> the timing of me taking over Desert Island Dicks was uh, slightly awkward because we started recording mm. a couple of episodes and now the whole world has seemingly been locked down because of old our old friend COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> and so rather than wait until it's all over and then mm. we realize that you, you you nice listeners deserve a bit of entertainment mm. in inverted commas um so we thought we're just going to start recording now so currently i'm holding my phone and speaking to james on a video call and we're both recording separately so this might not sound as smooth as normal mm. i feel like i wanted to address it because i'm like who's this new guy who doesn't sound as good as james used to <laughs> <laughs> no it's not no not at all it's just um given the circumstance we'd rather i think continue and give the you guys the listeners the entertainment that you deserve yeah so we're going to put it out so some we've mm. recorded and and will sound normal some we haven't mm. yet recorded so will sound different because they'll be recorded online somehow but we're gonna we're gonna keep pumping them out that's great dan thank you very much um okay now james should we get into the meat of it because i know this is very awkward for you i think we just need to dive right in <laughs> Is that okay? Yes, let's dive in. It's so good to hear you say it. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. James, who's going to be your first dick? Dan, my first dick from my island is going to be me. <laughs> yeah. There are so many reasons why I'd put myself on the island. And I know you're thinking this is a cop-out, right? Well, That's I'm more thinking that thought. you're going to be there anyway. <laughs> I know, I'm going to be there anyway. Yes, but I'm going to have to live with myself, Dan. Okay. Okay, the reason I'm going to put myself on this island is because, uh, obviously, to do this podcast, I've had to come up with my own choices for Desert Island Dicks, and it's much harder than I thought it would be. I, I've i made so many people do this on an almost <laughs> weekly basis that I feel somewhat guilty now for what you have to go through. I've, I've racked my brains to try and think of who should go on this island and it's hard well it's really difficult i mean i've heard you say before i think there's sort of fundamental differences like people either find it really difficult because they're essentially a nice person and don't want to put people on the island oh stop it come on or they find it difficult to narrow it down because there's so many people they could i'm i'm in the latter camp and i think you're definitely in the former (laughs) yeah I mean, I've just been doing this podcast for a couple of years. I don't know if I mentioned that about 17 times since we started this a few minutes ago. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for so long, you would think that on a weekly basis, I'd be thinking, oh, yeah, I'd stick those on them on the island. But what I think it com- goes to show is that just because I thought of this format doesn't mean I'm going to be the master of it. <laughs> I think it's like, I just, um, uh, I just feel like, it was a lot harder than I give people credit for, okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're for on that the reason, island. I'm putting me on the island. Okay. And why? I mean, you know, obviously we're good friends. You know, I think you're a nice yeah. guy. You've got a lot going for you. I mean, you used to have a great podcast, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what would be difficult about spending time with yourself on the island? Oh, I'll be annoying. 
I would be very annoying. I mean, we are in self-isolation right now, and I'm pretty sure my wife is planning on killing me. <laughs> is she is like, I think that I just like, I think I make comments, and as soon as they come out of my mouth, I just think, oh my God, that's annoying. Um, I've also got this persistent annoyance where I come up with unnecessary ideas all the time. <laughs> it's a real problem. And I'll say, do you know what they should do about uh, Yorkshire puddings? And then I'll just reel off something that's been going through my head i think that would become frustrating okay so you're sitting on the island and you you are going up to yourself going james do you know what we should do we should really like move these coconuts from here to there and in that way we'll have a bowling alley and they can be the skittles or something like that exactly exactly yeah yeah or i'd be thinking about stuff about home that is completely unnecessary i'd be like do you know what they should use as an alternative for glue do you know what i mean (laughs) that kind of stuff that's just like there's going to be no use to us whatsoever on desert island you have a lot in common common though with yourself i do have a lot with myself because i am myself but uh i think that the voice inside my head is an, is only going to grow throughout being on the island and what it will grow to be is annoying for me <laughs> i think yeah so i mean apart from the sort of constant mm. ideas and, and conversation do you think there's anything i mean going deep is there anything you're scared of noticing about yourself Oh, my God. Uh, Anything I'm scared of noticing about myself on the island? Um, Not that I don't already know. Uh, Constant self-judgment and um, picking up my inadequacies, probably. I mean, that would be a given for anyone on their own. Mm. But if you could see another version of yourself, they're really in plain sight. There's like probably all kinds of little facial tics and things you don't even know that you do that you're also going to see if you saw yourself as a third person. What have you noticed looking at these? And what are you picking up? Just all up these on? weird facial tics. No, I'm saying, you know what I mean? There's like, if you see yourself on video, you mm. suddenly go, oh, mm. right, I'm used to seeing a picture of myself. But when you see your, like, your face actually moving, you're like, oh, is that what it oh, looks yeah. like? Oh, yeah. I mean, the podcast listeners may not know what I look like, but uh, I do have a particularly rubbery face. <laughs> and I do, I am often pulling faces. And uh, I've got little kids and my daughter, she like tries and does the faces back to me. So, <laughs> I must be doing them all the time. Um, I think, like, uh, I walk with a stride and I've got a massive head. That probably <laughs> wind me up. <laughs> I walk with this bizarre stride. You know, like, when they've got uh, footage of a Bigfoot? Do you know, like, <laughs> footage of, like, a, a Bigfoot, but in the distance it's kind of blurry and it w- walks with its hands sort of looped behind yeah. its back <laughs> in, a, in a long stride? I'm kind of like that, and I also have a massive head. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that would probably annoy me after a while. <laughs> and also, I wonder if it's going to cause friction because, you know, you're trying to get along with the other people on the island, but, you know, you're yes. likely to form an alliance with the other you just because it's easier. You don't have to, you know, mm. you can cut the chit-chat and get straight to it. Or, you know, maybe the other you will form an alliance with the others. Maybe the other you will be more popular than you. Yes. You know, that's that, going to be a bit of pill to swallow. Yes, that would really annoy me because I'd be like, I am literally me. Like, yeah. why is he better than me? I'm the same guy, uh, but other uh, James is is turning them against you. I think, like, I do, yeah, I do probably have a bit of a superiority complex and mm. I would probably have it over myself. Um, 
for example, once I went on a cycle, I don't cycle, but I once I went on a cycling trip with some friends. Mm. This is like the one time I bought a bike to go on this trip and we'd been cycling for a long time and we bought barely any food and had barely any money. So we were on a campsite and uh, for some entertainment, we thought we'll go and buy some cheap cider and save enough money to go for like one in the pub. So we drank all this cider and got really drunk. Then we went to this pub. We went to the pub in the light. We drank our pint. And then it got dark and we were pissed out of our heads and we were trying to get back to where we were staying. And we were all so drunk. Not only could we barely ride our bikes, but we just couldn't find our way at all. And then it took, it was taking ages. It took us about 15 minutes to get to the pub. It was taking like 45 to get back. We got lost in the dark and eventually I found the way, right? I found the way back. I was just like, it's down here and it got us back. And in my drunken state, I kept on mentioning about how good I was at finding the way back until one of my friends turned around and says, fuck off, Deacon. You've got a messiah complex <laughs> and uh we had to like yeah we had a bit of a falling out the next day hungover was quite awkward but that is why i would be annoying on the island <laughs> okay james deacon with his colossal head and messiah uh, complex ma- exactly yeah is that fair that, well i mean is you you saying it about yourself are you saying is it fair of me to say that about yourself it's not fair of um, me no 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 but i've said it so it's fine <laughs> Okay. Um, James, anything else on yourself before we move on? Um, Anything else on myself before we move on? Um, I don't tan easily, so I'm just going to be walking around like a red lobster man Mm. most of the time. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so a sunburnt James Deacon joins you on the island. Um, Who's going to be your next dick? Okay, my next dick is more of a serious one. Is it me? Dan? It is someone else. Okay. It is a, a person. So all I'm going to say is they are a person, but they are an aw- I've written here. T- I've written awful twice. They are an awful, awful person. Okay. Okay. So this is a person that I've encountered in my own life, mm. and uh, I had some dealings with, and I'm going to be really careful <laughs> because uh, to not give away too many details. But this person is like the most vile person and you know me dan i like i try to like all people i would I always say see the best in people you're one of the most relentlessly positive people i've ever met and hey, I, I mean that in Thanks. a nice way but i think you do see the good in people so for you to be coming out with this this must mm. be a bad apple it's difficult it's um yeah, so without giving too much away, it's someone that I was involved with in some capacity, and they are oh, just terrible to be around. They are rude, belittling, uh, sexist, all of these things, and just like has no idea has no idea I don't think about any of this stuff but just continues and persists and to give a little bit (laughs) like saying I'm a nice person I have started doing these boxing classes on a Monday and I think I make them I get the most out of the boxing classes because whenever I go I think about this person (laughs) (laughs) wow does that make me is that crazy no I think it makes total sense I'm just trying to work out if it's more or less a positive thing that you're getting out your anger in this way is that positive or negative <laughs> i don't know it seems fine it sounds quite fun really i th- i think it's positive because i f- i leave feeling relaxed yeah. and i don't 
see this person anymore i don't have to be around this person anymore and so yeah i don't have to think about them it's just every now and again they creep in Mm. because you know when you when like one particular extreme in your life you won't forget right and this is the most extreme of a person okay so he's like a, a a type we all know and did i say he I, didn't, I don't I remember think I, saying No, he. I think I just said he. I think you've been very yeah. careful. I don't know if it's he or not. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, mm, they. They represent a very particular type of person that we all know. But you, mm. you, they're the sort of the, the, the chief dick. I think it hits me harder with this person because, um, yes, I think you're right. It's relatable in a way that you do encounter these people. Um, I just think for me, like I said before, I generally really like to see the best in people and i wanted to see the best in this person but it hit me harder because no matter how hard i try i can't see through it it's, <laughs> i can't see i can't see past it i mean it's just um so it almost yeah. holds a mirror up to your own kind of it makes you feel like you're failing because you should see past it but you can't because they're awful I just think I've never felt like this about someone before and uh, I don't need to be reminded of that every day on a desert <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. And so presumably, I don't know who this person is for listeners, by the way, mm. So, but I'm guessing it sounds like a sort of, you know, there has been a working relationship of some kind, some kind of power balance. There was mm, not quite working, but like interesting relationship, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have to fill you in after <laughs> more detail. I can feel your intrigue. I'm but very there's intrigued. only so much I can give away. But I, I when we when we were talking about doing this episode, mm. this um, changing of the guard. Yeah. I think that this person just rang through my mind as soon as we talked about it for the entire time, and I've never thought about them throughout the entirety of doing Desert Island Dicks, but. I don't think I could do this podcast any justice without putting this person on the island. Good, good. I like a stone cold, solid dick going on the island. That's good. And so, okay, yeah. so let's let's boil it down. You said that they were sexist, rude. I mean, how will their sort mm. of behaviours manifest on the island? For want of a better word, I think like bossy. Um, that definite superiority complex. Yeah, and. I think that this person would sit back and just try and get everyone else to do all of the stuff mm. on the island that needs to be done and still complain that not enough has been done. Okay, and not sort of recognising what they're doing as well. Yeah, they would think that they were doing the best for everyone by telling everyone what to do. Okay, this does sound like a, a, a hellish environment. And also, I mean, you've already got to get over all the weird sort of Freudian problems with your other self in any way, and now you're dealing with I this know, other that's- person. <laughs> What a mess! <laughs> what a mess! <laughs> and do you but think at least me, at least other me, me and other me could come together and be like agree on this other person? I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's one of those things like sometimes when you really dislike someone, it's easy to tell mm. them, but sometimes like their behaviour is partly because you're just sort of sitting there festering, hating them, but you can never they have that personality. You can never quite tell them just to piss off. Is it that sort of thing? Do you think you'd be sort of stuck in a loop with them? Definitely. And I think that you could even try, but then they would say, are you okay? Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like, it's not, they were like, they, they would never see their own failings. It would always be your fault that they were like that. Yeah, so if you got upset and snapped, it would be like, 
Oh, sorry. You're, you're obviously having a difficult day. Is it? Is it you? It's yeah. you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they and maybe then go and chop like, some wood fin- for us, and you'll feel better. Yeah, you, you, you can. Yeah, you can finish collecting that wood later. That's fine. You just leave it for a little bit, and then come back. But make sure you get all of the wood that I told you to get. So there's the some, someone who would automatically kind of take charge and and throw their weight around a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. A hundred percent. So mm. unbearable. And then maybe they're going to sort of try and get the. That sounds like they're going to get the other you to gang up on you. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Yes. Oh, for sure. Like they would be completely trying to rope in other me. Definitely. Yeah. So this sounds like the sort of person as well. I mean, we've all known people like this who like you have nothing to do with anymore, but still they can just instantly flip the switch and make you incredibly angry just by thinking about them you're kind of you get you get your heart I, I like, raised honestly i um i thank them in a way because i i make the most of going to a boxing class on a monday <laughs> but um but otherwise yeah whenever they creep into my mind usually um yeah it just stresses me out <laughs> <laughs> okay anything more on the mystery dick face before we cast um, them around to the island no i think i've said enough okay. i think i've said everything i need to say um and you know i'm i'm sure other people encounter these kind of people but for the reasons that i said before uh this person needs to go on the island okay fine well they're on there with you um james who's going to be your third dick who can't i stand this is the this is so this part's so difficult for me like once we were on a um a festival and everyone was getting really annoyed with this one guy but i just didn't see it but everyone was just talking saying, constantly telling me how annoying it was but i was like oh he's fine just leave him alone right to cop out for a third time i'm going to choose uh, a guy from my school and i don't really mind saying his name his name's will okay and i can't even remember his surname but he um okay let's just say will for ambiguity there's a guy that I went to school with called Will. Okay. And I like to get on with everyone, as we've mentioned before, mm. but for some reason, he had chosen me as his nemesis, <laughs> right? So at school, he was a similar size to me, maybe slightly shorter, um, similar build, but he had one upper hand, which always filled me with fear. And I don't know whether this is true <laughs> or not, but he always claimed that he had no feeling in his right hand and he could punch forever. <laughs> that's a good uh, tactical schoolboy boast, isn't it? Because that's always going to be his thing. Well, yeah. So he, he would go around and it was just like, once I'm sure I remember him just repeatedly punching a locker to prove that he had no feeling in his hand. Wow. That's a kind well, of a power play because you only have to do that once and then mm. everyone's you've got that you know you've got that whole thing you've for the rest that. of your life and it goes round and people know that that's your thing mm. and the people are like, oh, you, you don't mess with him because he's anyway he'd chosen me as his nemesis we just never saw eye to eye maybe because he was slightly shorter than I was but he um, he did he did also have a massive head <laughs> which I think was key to our sort of nemesis because there's only room for one massive up. head around here yeah and that's me <laughs> but he um he picked me as his nemesis and uh, I remember that he used to sort of taunt me around school but he also hang out with this little gang of like you know like in Space Jam right <laughs> where they, they turn into the monsters mm. uh, the basketball players and they're all different sizes but they're all kind of gnarly looking yeah. that's what his group of friends were <laughs> so I remember one of one of them once definitely stole my mobile phone out of my blazer pocket while we were doing PE and I asked him about it but and I was just like, do you steal my mobile phone? And he was like, no, but everyone said that he'd done it, which means he probably had yeah. done it. And 
for for that like and i just could just never get it back from him because they were just a group of like harder guys mm. and like they had the weapon that was the the hand that had <laughs> the no numb feeling. right hand <laughs> yeah the numb right hand yeah and um yeah so throughout school i always found that and it was just like whenever i was in a class with him or anything it's just like i could see him and I, he was always sat behind me because his surname was like further, further along the alphabet because my surname's deacon i was sat like always sat like on the front row yeah i was i you know had mean? the same it, thing it was awful yeah you're always at the front yeah. and so he's he, I, like his surname was uh further along the alphabet than mine so he would sit like on a row behind me or the row back so he always had his eyes on the back of my head mm. and uh we must have been of a similar intelligence because we were in the same forms but there was for like different things so like in maths or english or whatever he would always be there lurking so i feel like you've put yourself on the island and now one of the other mm. picks is someone who's basically like a very similar size and shape and look to you oh yeah so like all the what demons are coming about? out james <laughs> It's weird, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like. I don't know if I mentioned, but I really struggle with this. Holy <laughs> moly, this is harder than I thought. But I mean, look. Yeah. In fairness, this will guy does sound like a colossal tool, so I think it's fair. Yeah, I can imagine him sort of strutting about with his cronies. Yes, it was a crony thing. Also, he had the shortest tie. Uh, you know, the person yeah. that's walking around with the shortest tie possible. Yeah, that's the guy. So it's just like a little he might nub. turn up with his blazer inside out because he's just like yeah look at me I can just do that do you know what I mean because I've got like no feeling in my right hand to do what I want <laughs> yeah we've all seen the Fresh Prince numb hand yeah I know exactly I believe that his dad paid for him to become a pilot uh, right. so that was an interesting thing to happen so maybe life. we can May- to make this interesting we can say that he was flying the plane he was flying he was the plane such a dick yes. he crashed it but then also yeah. survived mm. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Okay, I'm going to go food Mm -hmm. first. Food first, liver. Yes! Dan, I can't eat liver. Can you? Uh, Is it a problem for you? In episode one, this is what I put on the island. Oh dear, what is it? (laughs) So hey, kindred spirits. Obviously, I remember. Obviously, I remember. Hey, you've, you've been uh, busy. You've been busy. It's fine. It's just like it tastes like metal, and I don't know what it is. But I've tried. You know, it seems like something I should like. I like olives, all kinds of snacky shit. I eat hummus, but when it comes to liver pate, is the only time I'm experiencing liver. It is brutal. I just can't do it, man. Because you're not a very. I don't think you're a very fussy person in general. I wouldn't say. I'm not a fussy eater, for sure. No. I'll eat anything. There's there's definitely fewer people in the world that like liver than than don't like it. I think generally it's sort of a 95% dislike rate, isn't it? Is there? Okay, I yeah, don't know. I could I be wrong. Yeah. I feel like most people's first encounter is at school with it, isn't it? And that's going to be the worst you're ever mm. going to have it cooked. So, I mean... Oh, my and God. And then because yeah. of that, you're never going to order it in a restaurant where they might do it nicely. So you're never really going to know if it is good or not. I don't remember them having it at school, to be honest. But, I mean, the only other time I tried it was uh, when I was in Thailand and they put it in, like, big ramen bowls, uh, you know, like they do the big soups with noodles. And they sneak it in and then you, you take a chunk of it and put it in your mouth and, oh, my God, I'll just gag or just, like, it's just brutal. It can sort of paralyse me with fear. You know, as soon as I realise mm. it's in there, I'm just like, I get like, a cold sweat. Dan, you are someone that eats a lot of stuff yes so you you like I, I think of anyone i know you eat 
maybe the widest range of varying foods from across the world <laughs> thanks i'm surprised that you don't like liver no it's i it's one of i think the first time i got in trouble at school was for throwing liver on the floor because I, I just thought how much it was one of those where i was at school you know when you're in little school and you all eat together in one room uh, you know before you have a sort of canteen kind of thing and like mm. We were in this room and I just thought I was terrified. I was scared because I just didn't know how I was going to get out of this situation. And I threw some on the no. floor and that was the first time I got in. I remember being about seven years old and like someone catching me and just getting in loads of trouble for it. Oh, you know, when you're seven God, and yeah. everything's scary anyway. So it probably wasn't a lot of trouble, but you know, just like my first proper talking to where I was really scared. And like <laughs> still to this day, even just thinking about it, I can... I don't mind stuff that is in. Like I can handle pate. I don't mind pate, but just the idea of like a big chunk of liver mm. on its own. Oh no, 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 definitely not like that, and definitely not pate. Just like for some, it just tastes like chewing on tinfoil or something, which gives me a funny feeling yeah. right now. Um, and also, yeah. it's isn't it? I mean, it's what filters all the crap out of your body, isn't it? Like the liver and the kidneys, they're they're like filters. So you don't want to eat the thing that catches all the crap. The thought of that is just horrific to me. I just like the fact that it's just like full of just like gunk from other shit. I don't know. <laughs> just it just sounds disgusting. The idea of eating a little liver is just like, and oh. on an island as well where it's all hot and it hot liver. And and if it's left oh. over from the plane, imagine the sort of liver that a plane would have on board. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In a little, yeah. you know, little one of those little uh, plain food containers. Oh my god, yeah, that would be awful. Just like broiled, yeah. isn't that what it's called? Where it's like steamed in a bag, oh. or no, br- broiled liver. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a very good choice. And um, James, what are you yeah. going to wash it down with? What's your drink choice? Okay, so I've toyed with different things, but I've I've tried to be. I'm going to sneak in a few extras okay. here. Okay, so. Um, it, which isn't sneaky if I've told you but what I would say is that um, uh, I thought about different things so I thought what drinks are just like really disappointed me yeah okay so for, one of the first things that came to mind was strawberry Ribena strawberry Ribena and Ribena is one of my favourites not now that it's like there's less sugar but I used to love Ribena yeah. just proper Ribena especially like if you're hungover it's ideal yeah. but strawberry ribena it's just just tastes like disappointment it just is so disappointing it's a weird but i thought on an island with a bit of sugars in it it's probably going to be good right it's going to sustain you it's going to keep your energy up it's going to have the memory you're always going to drink it knowing that it's not quite the thing that you really like though so it's always like Mm, one removed or a couple of steps back from something that could Mm. be really good and that's yes. going to be frustrating over time. Yes, I think you are right. So that's one of my sneaky ones. But then I thought warm lager. So it's sat there on the beach, mm. right? And you and I both know how much we like a nice, cold, frosty beverage. Yeah. But if it's just like a warm can, like, you know, you've been at your mate's house or like your mate's parents' house and they're like, do you want a beer? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'd love a beer. And then they go through to the garage and then bring yeah. it back and it's just like <laughs> fucking room temperature. <laughs> And you're like, oh, God, it's more of a burden than anything. Yeah. <laughs> but what I've gone for mm. is the ends of a can. 
the last oh, swig yeah. of a can and it could be from any temperature but that last swig of a can where it's flat and it's just like tastes like disappointment it's just awful yeah. so we've landed on the island you open the cargo hold and all of the delicious beers that are sat underneath there are broken all the beer comes out and all you've got is the ends of a can oh left. man that feeling when you might be at a festival or something and you, you ask your mate oh can I have a swig of that because you've drunk yours and they, you pick it up and just the weight of it you're like no, <laughs> no. it's alright you have to just sort of look away and pretend you've had some and then give it back to them it's like that the, yeah. the feeling of a can with that weight of beer in it's like nah you're right <laughs> it's awful yeah oh my god the ends of a can I just think Oh, I just no, can't do it. It's just uh, it's awful. And I'm not sat here chucking it away. I'll drink that, but just like imagine you open the cargo hold and there's just like a hundred ends of cans, and that's what you've got to drink for the forever. Yeah, and it's again, it's like with the Ribena, it's it's so close to being something amazing. You know, it could have been so good but yeah, at some stage. Yeah, it's weird that isn't it? Something like there's some things that you love, but you, they have to be right or they're just undrinkable. Yeah, totally. It's like paramount that it's cold. And if it's not, I will put it in the freezer and I'll wait 15 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes to make sure it's fr- a nice frosty boy <laughs> ready for drinking. That's what I need. A nice frosty yeah. boy. Yeah. That would be oh no, that would God. be incredibly frustrating. And also like I mean at least you'd have the sweet kiss of alcohol, but not if it's just the end bits. Yes. You wouldn't be going through enough of those mm-hmm. to get the the release of you know clouded vision yes i'm with you yeah you need you need enough to make you feel like just tip you over the edge slightly that's what you need out of it and you're never going to get that just sipping the ends of a can <laughs> i think that's a good oh, choice oh my god that is a good choice it's make it's re- that choice has really grounded me and i've just looked around and realized i'm sat in my parents garage on my own <laughs> 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 oh god i might I'm, i think after this you know it's three o'clock in the afternoon but you know it's a saturday it not only is it a saturday but we're mid coronavirus i'm gonna go and have a nice frosty one straight after i've this already had a glass of myself. wine today so yeah oh you are good <laughs> again i was like it's saturday and we're locked down i'm definitely gonna drink through this so we're only human, let's pretend Dan. we're continental yeah. except we actually don't follow the lockdown advice quite as much as they do now james fortunately you won't be without entertainment on the island the plane's entertainment (laughs) system continues to work but just your luck it only has two working settings one is your least favorite Uh, film of all time and the other is your least favorite song what are they and why okay film choice right you don't need to know much about the film it's more of a feeling (laughs) okay (laughs) okay the film choice is a film called the long kiss goodnight (gasps) I've seen this. Yeah, that is... You've seen this film? Uh, with Samuel L. Jackson and... Um, yes. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day, about what an awful film Why are you thinking about this? Because it's a terrible yeah. film and I hate myself. Why, why, why do you hate yourself? No, I just... I mean, I must... I'm, there must be an element of me that hates myself because I'm sitting there on my, in my own time thinking about mm. films that I hate. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't worry. Dan, the reason mm. why I have to put this film on the island is any time I think of it I just feel so deeply embarrassed to the pit of my stomach (laughs) because you know there's those moments in your life right that you'll never forget because they're so embarrassing like I I can't tell you what I've done for the past three weeks but then there's things that have happened when you're like a kid that 
that you could just never forget and just creep into you know you might be having a good day you might be like in the shower and you just think oh my god yeah. so it was a particular time and i could almost have put this teacher on the island for this but we were doing a thing at school i must have been in like year five right and i had a particularly difficult teacher in year mm. five i don't know why we just didn't see eye to eye his name was Mr. McLaughlin, but um, he um, he equally could have been put on the island. So we were doing a thing where we it was just like a sheet of paper and you're writing down your favourite mm. things. It's the opposite of this podcast. Who's your favourite? Right. What's your favourite food? Or what's your favourite song and stuff like that? And on it, I don't know why, but I'd seen at home, either my parents had the DVD or they were watching it or it was on the telly mm. or something. I'd seen there was this film called The Long Kiss Goodnight. I might have been even at Blockbusters. You saw, yeah. But what I saw as a 10-year-old was the certificate was 15, mm. right? And I was thinking to myself, right, if I write this down, because I know what this film is, it's a 15. All the other kids in my school are going to think I'm so cool. Yeah. For have, having seen a 15 <laughs> I was just like yes okay so I wrote it on this piece of paper and then Mr McLaughlin obviously took in all the bits of paper and he was going through them and uh, or he was getting people to stand up and say their different things and I, I was just like the long kiss goodnight thinking I'm really cool and he got me to stand up in the class and, and he was just like he was like James have you actually seen that film <sighs> and then I was just like I was just like huh yeah yes and he was just like because if you have i'm gonna have to tell your parents about no. it and he called me out in front of like 30 of my peers and i was like 10 or something stupid and i was just in the end i was just there like broken just like no no i haven't actually seen oh, it no, and everyone's no. just like oh god what a moron and that has stuck with me for my entire life oh, that is, no, i know no, I, I get that totally but that is almost a cop-out reason for putting a film on but when when thinking about this i thought i can't not put that film on because that film has etched yeah. into my memory i think i have seen it since in my teens because that must like, be quite hard to so... then go and watch it after that incident i think it was just on and i was just like that was always in my head and so i thought i'd best watch this and i was just like actually this is just total shit mm. so i mean it is a crap film but, no it's a definite um, it's worthy of going on it's awful yeah, fine, fine. Okay, I can't even remember the premise. Is Jodie Foster in it? I think it's. Um, I want to say Gina Davis. I'm bad with you know one of one of Thelma, <laughs> Could be Gina one Davis. of Thelma and Louise. Who's not Susan Sarandon? Right, is that Gina Davis? Yeah, it's Gina Davis. Yes. So yeah, Gina Davis is in it, and it's one of those sort of films where like she used to be a spy, but she can't remember. She's had some accident and can't remember if she's a spy or not. So she's living a nice sort of family life in the suburbs, and then every now and again something happens. She was like, "Oh, I think I've remembered something from my past life," and they all get excited. Mm. And then just halfway through the film, she just completely switches, and there's no kind of it's just she was just like oh yeah I just made all that up the whole time yeah. but then she was playing other people along pretending she'd forgot her memory for no reason like they didn't need to believe that she'd forgotten her memory I mean she'd lost her memory mm. so it's sort of like you spend half the film pretending this has happened but we don't I don't know they just set up a lot of wasted time and then in the end she goes nah it's all fine I was just pretending I'm actually a badass spy 
and just jumps into this whole other thing. It's just a very bad rubbish, film. Rubbish, rubbish. And we used to have it on video, and I don't know why, but you know when you're young... That's what, yeah. And you've got something crap on video, and you still end up watching it, even though you know it's shit, but you sort of just stick it on out of boredom. Just because you've just got them on. Yeah, you've just got them, yeah, yeah. I know, it's, it was a different time, man, but I just think uh, my parents probably had the same thing, had that same video, and then, yeah. It's a very good choice. It's a very frustrating film, because it starts out, and you think, this could be a good film... And it, it's just not. It's just it's just confusing and annoying and totally. pointless. Rubbish. Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Yep. The Long Kiss Goodnight for uh, being etched into my memory forever. Yeah, so you've got an even better reason for it as well. You've got a terrible film and a bad memory as well. It's so personal. Yeah. Fair totally. enough. And you're stuck with it on the island forever. Yeah. And James, what's going to be your song choice? Okay, song choice. Right now, it's very current because... We're all trapped in isolation, right, for, yep. mo- for the most part. We're quarantined, and I'm finding some serious solace in the radio. So yeah. as many people are, they're doing some great stuff across the BBC and other radio stations that is keeping me entertained, which is great. Mm-hmm. The only problem is Biffy Clyro have an, a, released a new song, right? right? And for some reason every radio station can play it because it must fall into this sort of middle genre thing and it's so bad it physically makes me want to shit it is is awful I just like when it comes on I just feel sick to my stomach it's so bad I haven't heard it but I heard someone that I dislike at work say that they liked it the other day and that's usually like an absolute guarantee that I won't like you know when you're someone who has such a polar opposite taste from yours it's almost like a guarantee that you won't like anything they do so when I heard them going oh the Biffy Clyro song's quite good isn't it I thought well I'm not going to search that out yeah like at the minute I don't know you know when something just like upsets you and then it just eats away at you and it's just like i'm enjoying radio 2 right now i'm a bit of pop master oh no why why are they playing it right i'll put absolute on absolute ah no biffy claro radio one oh greg james yes he's really funny oh no Ah." and then they just play it as well uh so those are the main ones yeah and xfm um but yeah so yeah it's just ubiquitous and and also forever now this will be your sort of quarantine song won't it i mean you're never this is always going to be like stamped with this it is this feeling of lockdown quarantine kind of vibes yeah totally and like to give them the benefit of the doubt i see what they've tried to do the song is made for um it's anthemic so Mm. it's like it's built for them to because now they're a massive stadium rock band it's built to be played in stadiums and I'm sure in that setting because it's built for purpose it would sound right in that situation yeah on the radio it's just turgid shit <laughs> is, there, is there sort of chanting in it or like a chorus that you yes. sing a, yeah they go this is the sound that we make and it goes and it's like oh my god Uh, it's so bad and this is the sound um, that you make but it's offending my ears yeah and that some of the lyrics are off the top of my head is like um hell knows no fury like a human born or something it's just like Mm. i just think like hell knows no fury like me listening to this song (laughs) 
It does. Uh, I haven't heard it, so I can't chip in that much. But I just, mm. I'm sort of, I find them okay. You know, I've got no problem with them. But I mean, that does sound bad. I don't like the idea of that. And also, no. anything that just becomes synonymous with being stuck in a house and not being able to leave mm-hmm. isn't going to be great. No. And then you're going to be stuck on an island with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And the three worst people in the world. There's a load of songs I could have put in there, I think, but, like, that's the one right now that's eating me up. Okay, what's it called? I imagine it's called The Sound That We Make. Yeah. They've got a few singles out. It could be called Instant History. It could also be called End Of. I've got no idea. Who cares? But it's not good. Well, let's Um, put all of them... Let's put all the singles uh, All of them turning into Lord of the Flies. Good. I think you've made a very strong case for putting whatever Biffy Clyro single is out at the minute as we record this on the island with you to listen to forever. Thanks, Dan. James. Yeah. Finally, the island is overrun with the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it and why? Prepare yourself, people of the world. Dog. Dog. I could have gone... I could, like, look, I thought badger. I thought fish. I just, like, all those things do not annoy me as much as dogs. Right. And I I think specifically, as a child, I was about five, and my grandparents had this neighbour, and this neighbour had a tiny dog, like a little Yorkshire Terrier, Mm. but it was, like, really yappy and attacking little dog. And it just, like, jumped on me as a five-year-old. And lots of people have probably got these stories. And uh, just growing up, I was never into them for that reason. But now as an adult, I'm reading into it probably too much. But, like, dogs are just so needy. And, like, on the island... Yeah, like not only would you have to be thinking for yourself you'd have to be thinking for the dog as well <laughs> yeah i just people love them so much because you know and i don't hate dogs i've met nice dogs yeah but i've met a lot of dicks as well but even the sort of normal ones everyone's like oh they love you so much and i just think yeah but it's 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 freaky like you're not supposed to love any you know like if you met a person like a dog it would just be really weird someone once was trying to make the case to me why dogs were better than cats Mm. and i'd you know like what you like who cares yeah but they said oh you know like a cat if you locked in the boot of your car for an hour it'd come off and be be, be, try and attack you when you let it out if you let a dog stuck a dog in your boot for an hour and it came out it would still love you and i was like well that's That's the stupidest logic (laughs) i mean it it was a hypothetical question but like if you treat something badly what are you learning if it still loves you anyway? Yeah. Like, how does yeah. that teach you to yeah. be better at life? Yeah, it's true, yeah. That's awful. So I, look, look, I can do anything to this animal. Still likes me. Watch. Look, I poke it with a stick. Still likes me. What, yeah. What's, what kind of value system are you living with? That's awful, yeah. I mean, I just that makes no sense to me. Also, like, you have to, like, pick up their shit when you uh, take a man. walk. They've come up so many times on the desert island and... You know, I probably have voiced my opinion before or agreed with other people's opinions. It's just, I just think dogs are just too needy for me. I just can't do it. And people might say, yeah, but you've got kids. And I was like, yeah, but they're my kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and they've got more of a reason to sort of, you've got a bond with them and they have with you. I mean, a dog is like, you know, you could get one tomorrow and it would still love you that much. And it doesn't really make sense, does it? It's like, I don't know. I think it, I think it's bizarre. You totally I just find them so, so annoying you've just like got to change your way like around a dog like so you go into someone's house and they're like oh the dog's like this and you're like okay so I've got to change my temperament because of the dog yeah. you know um, yeah I was on a train the other day with 
the smelliest dog and I was like two seats away from it and like you know when you think I'm not gonna like cover my nose I'm not a child you know I can deal with this I'm an adult mm. but I had to cover mm. my nose with my hand because it was so bad really and I couldn't stunk. move seats and I just had to like put my hand across my face as if like I, I don't know well I mean now with coronavirus everyone's covering their faces but I wish at the time True. I wish I'd had a mask because this and I, I just couldn't stop thinking about how this woman's house must smell as well I mean, it was just oh extraordinary. My God. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, look, I'm sure there are some nice dogs out there. Mm. I'm sure I've met nice enough dogs, but not for me. No. Yeah. Okay, so a dog. And also, I feel like with a dog, if you're on a desert island, you're sort of, you know, because you're a good person, you probably aren't going to end up feeling like you have to adopt it or look after it or play with it or, you know, because yeah. it has got that sort of intelligence that, you know, you can't really ignore it. Like, if it was just a bat or something you know mm. you could sort of ignore it but with the dog you, it's going to worm its way into your group mm. some of the people are going to like it more than others some people are going to say it's their pet now yeah true it's going to cause cause a sort of ruptions i think i think as well like uh you're gonna have to share your food with the dog yeah yeah right and so that's supplies are down because you've got a dog to feed and yeah, I bet you still catch it eating its own crap at some point or doing something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it doesn't really yeah. need to do. Just sort of being a bit weird. And if you died on that island, how long before that dog starts eating you? Not long. Not long at okay. all. It's yeah. going for you. Okay. Dog. Yeah. Dog's going to be my animal choice. Okay. James. Now the people know. The people have heard your dicks. They're out there now. My dicks are out there. Your dicks are out there. How do you feel? I feel weird. I feel liberated of my dicks. Also, like I said before, I found it very difficult to get my dicks out, and but now they're out, I'm ready for the world to enjoy them. Yeah. You've come full circle. <laughs> I've, I have, yeah. So um, enjoy my dicks, everyone. Um, <laughs> Dan, so yeah. you've, you've recorded some episodes of the podcast already. Yeah, we have. So we have got three coming up after this one. So there will be Steve N. Allen from The Mash Report. Is very good. We've got comedian Olga Koch, and we have John Holmes as well, and yeah. um, all very fine uh, guests who put some solid gold dicks onto the island. Um, this is good. So these are all in the bag, and what we're going to try and do because the thing is, we were booking guests left, right, and centre before this ruddy pandemic, mm. and um, you know, was getting a fly way. Yeah, pandemic fly in the ointment. So what we're going to try and do is record more like this, sort of remotely. So we're not in the same room, obviously. And we're going to try and get more guests that way so that we can keep it going for a little while. Yes. Um, and so we will be able to update you with, the, with those in the coming weeks. Uh, we, hey, we might do a bit of social interaction, find out what your listeners' dicks are like. Yes. Uh, maybe we could meet up again, Dan, and talk about those. Yep. Absolutely. As a bonus pod. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could also um, do some isolation dicks. Yeah, exactly. So who who would be the worst things and uh, people imaginable to be stuck with during a pandemic? It's basically the same format, but, you know, you've got to dress things up now and again. Yeah, I think so. And uh, you, But you might have different reasoning based on the pandemic or being isolated in a house, right? Yeah, but also, exactly. Also, um, for it's impo- I think it's important at this stage to uh, tell people to head over to at DicksPod on Twitter. Yep. And um, and then follow us on there, and you can comment, and we'll be posting different stuff that you can get involved in. We're also on Instagram, mm. also at Dick's Pod. Yeah. So uh, nothing can... on there yet, but maybe. Hang on, 
no but you, you can you do. can still you can send us messages there um so if there's something that you want if there's someone you'd add to the island then uh let us know or you know someone you'd hate to be stuck in lockdown with or quarantined with let us know there and we can dig them out yeah that's great Dan this has been fun thanks for having me on Desert Island X <laughs> thank you for making me the new host of Desert Island X yeah I'm excited I can't wait to hear you do it I look forward to destroying your legacy <laughs> thanks Dan <laughs> no, thanks. I'm going to try and be I'm going to be a very careful uh, custodian of Desert Island X it's Dan. a podcast I love and I will try not to let you down no you look after it Thank you. And um, I'm sure we'll be doing more stuff together on here very soon. Yeah, I look forward to it. James, thank you very much, mate. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Cheers. Bye. (laughs)